Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 140 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And look who is back with us. None other than from the Chicago Cubs, Stephen Brault. Hello. Hello. How are you? I thought you just said that Lydia is going to get you Starbucks. Well, I wake up earlier than Lydia, right? So so I get up and I, I go, I take the dog out, you know, to pee and everything. And then there's a Starbucks right on the corner. So I was like, I'm going to grab coffee. But Lydia doesn't get up. So I don't want her coffee to get cold because we don't have a microwave in the hotel room, obviously. So, uh, but now, now Lydia is going to get her own coffee, but also to get us breakfast. But one second, let me grab the dog so I can show oh. you. This is exciting. This is Lucy. <gasps> is this, this a new addition? No, no, no. This is, this is old. She's 16. Look oh at my, her. oh my gosh. What's her oh, name? Look. Lucy? Lucy. She's the cutest. She can't really hear or see very well. Well, then that means that she should be an avid viewer and listener of the Rose Rotation because that's the yeah, best way perfect. to be on this show. Yeah, but she's very well behaved and she, you know, she gets nervous a little bit in hotel life and stuff, but she's she's getting used to it. So whose dog was it? Lucy's or sorry, Lucy's Lydia's. So, yeah, um, she had I mean, Lucy's 16. They had her since, you know, whatever, six weeks after she was born or whatever. So she's uh She's extremely attached to Lydia. I mean, to a crazy extent. But uh, she 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 accepts me. I would say that. I would you know she she's cool with me now. It's taken a little bit, but now she knows me, and she's very cute. And everybody, it's so funny when you like take her out to go pee. Everybody you walk by is just like, oh my god, your dog is so cute. And it's like I know, I know. But they always they always think she's a puppy because she looks like a puppy, right? Even though she's so old. So she's doing good. 16. Though. 16. I, not a lot of dogs that make it to 16, brother. No. And she's, she's obviously she has slowed down quite a bit, but she's fine. You know, she's just, she's Great. just an old dog. I love that. Now you're in a hotel. Where are you? DC. DC. We're playing. Uh, this is Monday. We're playing the Nationals Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, we're supposed to be an off day, but it's a makeup game from earlier in the year. So we're going to play Baltimore. Oh, well, you're right about there. Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I like I know we'll I nah, we probably won't change hotels that night. Actually, we'll probably just have a longer bus ride to the field on uh, on yep. Thursday, I would assume. Smart probably, thinking. It's probably what, like 45 minutes from here, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. longer. Sometimes that summer D.C. traffic gets a little gnarly. Right. So I assume since it was supposed to be an off day, who knows how these things work. But usually, right. you know, you take a. And when it's a longer bus ride like that, you just take it, you know, the day of and then just get to the field a little bit later, usually. And but when you're on the road, it doesn't really matter because BP isn't until, you know, two hours for game time. So, but yeah, we'll see. It's my first time ever going to play in Baltimore, actually. I was I was just thinking that I was like, you couldn't have gone over there too many times. Mm -mm. I, I actually I have one major league save and it was against the Orioles, but at home it was a. Three inning, we were up nine to zero. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three inning save. So I got one but, though. 
for people that have forgotten, Baltimore was your first professional home. You were drafted by the Baltimore Orioles before being I traded, was. I believe, for Travis Snyder. Travis Snyder. You know, it's funny. I was trying to, uh, you know, I was down in AAA doing rehab and, um, and there's a bunch of new guys, you know, after the trade deadline, we, we moved a lot of guys, got new prospects, you know, a lot of guys from double A moved up, you know, that right. kind of thing. So there's a lot of new pitchers from the last time I was there, even though it was only about a month ago. And, uh, and so having those conversations again with new people, I was like, yeah, I got traded, you know, it played me in labor for Travis and I couldn't get Darno out of my head. I could, I couldn't do it. And I knew that wasn't right. And literally, I had to go look up on my phone who I got traded for. I, I was, I was like, something's wrong with me. I, I think I've been doing too many crosswords. So there's too many words going on in my head. I've been doing the New York Times and the USA Today every day, except Saturday, New York Times, impossible. Sunday's actually doable. It takes a long time because they're huge. But like Saturday, New York Times, every word is like seven or eight letters long. They're all super vague clues. It's so hard. So you're the smart guy in the clubhouse that's sitting there in your flip-flops and, you know, your slides and your shorts and all that hat backward playing, playing, doing the New York Times crossword. There's yeah. always one dude in every clubhouse and you're it. Well, the funny thing is actually a lot of people here, like they print them out, you know, they print out a bunch of them because a like considerable amount of guys do the USA Today. Um but yeah, only a few of us because the New York Times you have to do on your phone and you have to like, I mean, it's literally here's here's a little hint to anybody. If you want to get the New York Times and have access to news and crosswords, it's super cheap, especially for the, like the first year is like literally six yeah. dollars. Yep. Um, and then I'll just probably cancel it or I don't know, maybe I'll keep it. We'll see. Keep it. Go ahead. You could probably yeah. expense it. Um, all right. So let's get caught up on a few things. Yeah. You are you had joined the team in Washington because you got COVID. I did. It's okay that I can share that, right? Yeah, I mean, I was on the COVID IL. So, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> that that kind of stuff is interesting because you're allowed to, you know, you're allowed to say, you know, what it like you're allowed to be vague about that kind of stuff because right. technically you don't have to release your, you know, your medicals to the public. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it's just if if I'm going to go down two things, one, I just came back from an injury. I don't want people thinking that, you know, this is attached to that. But then also it's like they're going to say, you know, a, a, you know, an illness. He's down for 10 days for an illness. And it's like, oh, I wonder what that could possibly be, you know. So it's fine. It's fine. How are you? you you're you're all good. I'm good. Yeah, it was it did hit me pretty hard, though. I got, um, you know, I just. I didn't get a cough. I didn't get like really congested, a little congested, but not much, but it was, it was just like a 36 hour, you know, flu basically fever yeah. and all shakes and all that stuff. And Lydia and Lucy were with me. We had to stay in a hotel in St. Louis for, you know, six days or whatever. It was, uh, it's quite a process. A lot of things, you know, a lot of moving parts. And then you just stay in a hotel in the room for six days. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I want to be, I want to have those moving parts again, you know? Yeah. But, you couldn't leave the hotel. Right. Right. So since we had the dog, we were allowed to use the service elevator to take dog out. And then but we obviously had to mask up and everything and then come right back up. So it was a, a lot of time spent in the room, but it was cool because we, you know, we didn't hate each other. We never, I never got to a point where we're just like, 
just go to that side of the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was good. We made the best of it. I think watched a lot of TV shows and movies. We like crime stuff like everybody else. So mm-hmm. um, we watched the new show on Apple called Blackbird it has Taron Egerton. He's like the guy that was in the Kingsman and rocket man. Mm-hmm. And whew, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Cause he's like a, like a drug peddler who gets arrested and then um, it's a true story. And then the FBI, basically, he's such a smooth talker. That's like his whole thing. So the FBI tr- convinces him to go into a maximum security prison to try to get evidence on a like a serial killer who's like denying that he did stuff. It's insane. So this guy chooses ops to go into a maximum security prison to do this, to become this guy's friend. And so it's just like, Oh man, it's so yeah. It's it's cool. It's really good. Is it only one season, so it's worth my time? Oh yeah, six episodes. All of them are really good, and it's it's over. You know, it's just because it's a it's a true story. The story ends. What's the name? You know? What what's the name of it? Blackbird. Thank you. You're welcome. We're, so then we've been we watched, looking for a new new series. Yeah, have you? I mean, so then we watched The Outsider, which is on HBO. Did you watch that one that came out? That was nope. that's a Stephen King book. So that one gets into the supernatural and stuff, but also very, very good. Yeah, not my sort of thing. Supernatural, I'm not, not my thing. It's fair. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, producer Rob here to tell you about AG1. I started taking AG1 probably early April because I hated the pill bottles, hated opening them, couldn't do it. The child lock would always get me. And yeah, I. It, I made the switch, made the switch, and it's been a life changer. With AG1, it's just one delicious scoop into my water, and I am absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help start my day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with the constant product iterations and third-party testing. With Athletic Greens, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. And that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash rose. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rose to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get healthy. Unfortunately, you had to miss the field of dreams game. Yeah, I know. I know that sucked, dude, for you. I felt so bad when I saw you went on the list. I'm like, I'm doing the math. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to miss the field of dreams. This is the guy whose family got an RV and they freaking watched Field of Dreams and all the baseball movies like when they drove cross country and went to the Field of Dreams. I've been there twice. I've been there twice, you know, and we went just because it was, you know, important to our family. We thought it would be cool to go. And so, yeah. I was really excited that I was going to get to play there because, you know, there's a lot of guys that are very good at baseball that don't necessarily love the game. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't Mm -hmm. like watch it a lot. They don't watch movies about it. Um, 
I am not one of those people. I am so into baseball and baseball lore and baseball movies and all that stuff. And man, it's just such a bummer. Speaking of baseball lore, here's something for you. I was reading yesterday. Do you have you heard like the the, the rumors that you know there was a Ty Cobb was like a horrible person when he that's but, a fact. So fun stuff, developments coming coming out. Um turns out that after Ty Cobb died, the guy who wrote his, you know, posthumous biography basically made everything up. He was a pulp fiction writer back in like in newspapers and, and like short books and stuff. And he made up a lot of stories to sell books. Not only that, not only that, but then he he went to the estate, like his house, and completely cleared it out and sold everything and got all and like got all the money not only that but actually made a bunch of fake stuff like fake memorabilia and like etched his name into it copied his signature on stuff and and sold it all and it was at Sotheby's you know auction house and they actually ended up like getting rid of all that stuff once they found out it was all fake and so now there's different stuff coming out other biographers talking about like that he actually wasn't as but he was a product of his time but he wasn't like as overtly horrible. So as he wasn't this a guy dick. said in his book. He, w- he wasn't as big a dick as we all imagine. Correct. Apparently. Yes. He played really hard. And there's like the, the pictures of him, like coming in spikes first and everything, but like the sharpening his spikes and like being like even more racist than other people at the time, apparently not true. I don't know. Hmm. So you have to look it up, but I was, I was, I, researching it yesterday because i thought it was interesting it is interesting did do we still know if he uh took the prosthetic off of the person and beat the shit out of him with it the fan see doesn't that seem like a story that once you really think about it like did that do you think that actually happened probably not i'm almost rooting that it did happen aren't you (laughs) because like who in the world would ever do that i know right it's just it's like I that's just I'm just telling you the the research that I did was obviously not like um, I'm not a private detective. So but I'm I'm trying to figure it out because I've always heard that he was so horrible, too. So once I see something that says different, I'm going to check it out. Um, By the way, that's all I could think about like two weeks ago when I saw somebody. It might have been somebody on the Yankees who was signing somebody's prosthetic. They like took it yeah, off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Have you ever had to sign anything? Uh, I'm not going to say a prosthetic is strange, but it's I think it's it's only a weird request when you take it off. I mean, right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of things like uh, I, I, I can't remember anything specifically right now. But, yeah, there's plenty of times where it's just it's just kind of, you know, funny stuff. You know, people will be like, you know, I, I love to sign kids casts whenever a kid has a cast. Sure. I always sign it because that's always fun. Um, but. No, I, I, I guess I, if something comes up, something pops up in my head during the episode, I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll stop us and let you know. How is your signature? Uh, it's good. It's very consistent. It's, so it's big swoopy S, little T, big swoopy J, big swoopy B, little T. So it's. What is the J? My middle name is Joseph. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and it's you just, don't have a piece know. of paper to show us how it is, do you? Um, I don't have a. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm surprised. Like, 
it's one of those things I'm proud of, but then every now and then, you know, I see like old signatures where guys used to actually like, you know, write their name in cursive basically. And that would be cool. Of course, this pen doesn't work. Cool. <laughs> Sick. Time out. Oh, there you I go. Have, look, look, I have pens. Oh, look, Rourke, yeah. our pro- look what he did. Our producer. He got your, is that it? That's it. That's it. But that's, that's like a, that's a clearly was being signed by, you know, in a card thing a lot. So it's usually swoopier, bigger. Oh, when it's small like that, that means that's like an autograph collector who probably had a, you know, a binder with 12 of my cards on it. So I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah. See, that's nice. Cause you can read it. It's still very swoopy and cursive, which I enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to Field of Dreams. Right. Did you watch the game? Of course, yeah. Okay. Did you cry when the Griffies had their catch? Uh, no, I didn't cry, but I did get it. You know, I I, I understand what I that feeling it. is. Because, <laughs> look, my, my dad and I, my dad and I still play catch. You know, like we still, like this is something that I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, that my dad not only still plays baseball but you know obviously we're close and we get to enjoy playing catch with each other and everything mm-hmm. but he stopped he stopped playing real catch with me when i was in high school he was uh i, was, I think i was 14 and he was you know he was still catching my bullpens and then i just threw one that you know cut a little bit or something and uh and it like crushed his thumb and he was like okay i'm done i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> Uh, we can play like regular catch, but we're not doing like real stuff. My dad's got a nasty knuckleball. So he throws that to me sometimes in catch and I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, you've told us the great stories about it. He still plays in the, whatever over 55 league or whatever that uh, is in San Diego. Baseball, S-D-A-A-B-L or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. You know, I, I will say this, uh, I didn't get to watch the game live because I was prepping for another assignment. Mm-hmm. I did see the highlights, but the and I watched the whole open with the Griffies and everything. Of course, the music is as identifiable as anything we've heard almost in movie lore. I mean, there's a few other themes or beats, you know, Star Wars, obviously right. that theme. Field of Dreams is right up there. It's almost like top five. And as far as movies go, it's the top one, right? You, like you, you start to get emotional. You hear it. I mean, it's just so like it's sirens. Um, it's just so like, like you said, it's, it's so identifiable. I, I want to. I'm gonna play it because I think the the my favorite part about it is like not even the actual music if that makes sense but like the it's called the cornfield is what it's called and it's which is funny the the piece is called the cornfield yeah i didn't know that you can't hear it can you hear it no maybe dan can find it for you and we'll maybe we'll try and play it but it's got that like that that nice like ethereal kind of feeling to it, kind of floating, you know. And then it adds in that bass, wow, and then it's just like, wow, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean it's it's, it's, it's called, called the cornfield. Field. Dan, Dan just said that. Well, listen, Dan. In fairness, Dan is filling in for Rob Scirocco. 
late call. And he's also doing baseball today for us. So he's pulling double duty and he's kind of an airhead. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he, I would say he's doing a great job so far. In well, the consi- 15 minutes. We haven't really done. Oh, well, he did find the, the card of you. He did. He he's, did. He found, he found the card quick. All right. Did you talk to any of your teammates about the experience yet? Uh, no, because I haven't um, I haven't been with the team yet, you know. Um, so I will ask guys. They'll probably be annoying. Probably people will be like, all right, dude, we got it. You like Field of Dreams, like chill out, you know. Oh, God, you would have been the most annoying person there. You would have run through the corn all day. You I probably. I, yeah. I would have right? walked in the house and been like, oh, this is where they – you know, this scene, this scene, and this is the truck. And then this is where the girl fell off the bleachers. And this is where, you know, Moonlight Graham walked over the rocks. And like, I would, yeah, I would be, I would be annoying, really annoying. You would have walked around. You would have gone, Moonlight Graham. You saw it. So what, Ray? Uh, what does he say? Uh, oh, my gosh. When, when he's kidnapping him is, or he's not kidnapping, but he like fakes the gun, you know, yeah, it's like. It. And he's talking about how it's not a gun, Ray. He's like, oh, I got a gun. No, I really do. Don't mess with me. I don't want to have to use it. That's just your finger in your pocket. And he oh, takes a man. little thing. He takes a little thing. He's like, get yeah. back to the 60s, you hippie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the uniforms. I'm a big fan of the uniform. I, I have to admit, I think the Reds were a little bit better than the Cubs. Those- yeah, the, but the... The Reds almost look like, I mean, other than their their hats, they almost look like they're not that different. You know, it's red pinstripes. The, the hats Cubs, were awesome. Oh, yeah, the hats are sick. The hats are dope. But I, I feel like the there was a time when we tried to do, like, the, the old uniforms. Remember when Chris Sale went through and cut all the uniforms? Mm-hmm. Because they used to do, like, the real old jerseys, which had collars. And so when we first did that, they were putting like these collars on and guys were like, what are we doing? Like, this is, yeah, I get it. But like, this is modern times. We don't need to actually have the old uniform that is just like outdated and super uncomfortable, you know, but no, I like those uniforms. I thought they were really nice, but I like ours too. Uh, Do you guys get to keep them? I think I want to say that you get to keep one um but we don't get you don't get jerseys till the end of the season you know they just kind of you get i think you get to keep one of each um and they send them to you in the off season so you can have them but the other ones you know are are held on to for mlb authentication and probably you know selling and all that stuff licensing okay. stuff you i know that you haven't been a member of this organization very long you better get a Field of Dreams jersey, even though you weren't active for the game. Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to. There's going to be – I'm not going to say there's going to be hell to pay because I'm act, I wouldn't actually do anything about it if I didn't, but I will definitely do my best to get one. <laughs> we have to do better than that. There will be hell to pay. Let's be yeah. honest here. Yeah. There will be hell to pay. Hey, Rose Rotation listeners. Sorry to interrupt, but with a special announcement, college football is back, and it's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. And if that's not enough action to tickle your fancy, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot and even bigger payout. 
Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will win, which team will to score first, and more. Giolito's pitching today, our guy, our co-host. He's going six strong, six Ks, and the win. Lock it in. Lock it in now, SGP. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE and bet just $5 on any college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Now back to the show. I like um, that hat, by the way. So this is uh, this is Brady, our 16-year-old. He's on a Cubs scout team out here in Southern yeah. California. And it is the coolest hat. I think one of the coolest hats I've ever seen. Like, it's you guys sick. should wear this. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It r- reminds me of, like, yeah, like the old, older hats with the pinstripes on hats. is always just, that's just an old-fashioned thing. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I actually, that looks like a, like a hat that I would make in MLB the show for my diamond dynasty team. That's what it looks yeah, like. That's what he does. He specializes. So Brady is not only does he play MLB the show, he makes all of his players from scratch. He makes the uniforms. He actually at, at the school we go to, he goes to every four years, every team within four, a four year gap, every sports team gets a new uniform. Cool. made so that at some point during your high school career, you're going to be wearing a new uniform, just right. kind of a cool thing they do. He went to the athletic director as a freshman and said, I want to design our baseball uniforms. And so he designed them. That's because, awesome. Oh, he did it. And he did it. The white, the home whites are pinstripe. And then he did the road, the road ones kind of like the old miss color, light okay. blue with the red. Mm-hmm. I love the light blue, the, that, that baby blue or robin egg blue or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. Like the full so he, unis. That's what he does. That, it, yeah. might, that might be what he wants to do is kind of design sports apparel and stuff. He's, he, he's digging that. It'd be great. You know, I, I uh, went to a, a tryout for a, a Royals scout team. I think it was the Royals when I was in high school or yeah, when I was in high school. And, but it was up in, um, it was up in LA. It was up in Compton. And we went up there and did a, uh, like a, you know, tryout day. And I went there as a, as a pitcher slash position player. Right. But then when I got there, of course they were like, Hey, you're a no name kid. So you have to choose one. We're not going to give you the opportunity to do both. So I was like, okay, um, I'll pitch. And I went in and you get one inning, not even one inning, you get five hitters. That's the way they do it. Or they did it back then. Mm-hmm. And I struck all five hitters out. And then I got, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, we'd love to have you come up and pitch and everything. And I was with my dad and I asked the, the coach or whatever you call him. I was like, so how does this work? And he's like, well, you know, every weekend on Sundays, we played two games. Um, we would tell you which game you're going to come to. And then you would, you know, you pitch one inning can just like you did today, five hitters. And I was like, 
okay, so I would have to drive two and a half hours to pitch to <laughs> five hitters and then drive two and a half hours back. And I looked at my dad and we both were just like, not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. So we, we ended up not doing it, but it was funny because I, you know, I'm not a huge strikeout guy. It just happened to be a really good day for me, you know? And then, uh, and then I ended up not doing it anyways, too much work. What were you, how fast were you throwing at that point? Oh, probably 85, you know, 84, something like that. I've always, I've always been weird though. Always, you know, never been a super hard thrower, but always my fastball played up. I think it's just because I hide it well and it carries well, whatever, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, I, I'll, I'll never forget that. That was funny. It was funny just because it was a very mature decision on my part. And I'm very oh, proud yes. of myself for it, where it was just like, this doesn't, cause I never did like the travel ball teams and all that stuff. Cause it always just seemed like way too much to me, like way too much commitment. I want to do other stuff. I don't want to be doing baseball constantly all the time. Now, obviously as a professional, it's different, but like when I was 14, it I don't want to be gone all weekend, every weekend. Right. I want to be, you know, once a month maybe, but other than that, I want to be hanging out with my friends and playing with ball in the backyard and getting hurt on the trampoline and stuff. Sounds way more fun. Yeah, what was that stupid game you and your brothers played? Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> Greatest game I mean, ever stupid with, It's a term of endearment. Yeah, no, it. it's such a stupid game. Very simple. Yeah. Um, so when you are on a rehab assignment like this and you – have to meet the team on the road what what happens you like are you on a like a southwest flight like the rest of us like b17 it's just whatever yeah whatever flights are available um yesterday flying from des moines all the planes are really small you know they're like the planes where you have to walk in like this and then yeah the regional sit in your yeah, seat they're... like this but it's the longest flight out of des moines is like an hour you know so it's just not that bad um but yeah no it's it's you just fly whatever's available and there's, I don't even, they don't even have planes with first class or anything out of Des Moines. So there's not even a, an issue. There's no, nothing to, to decide. Oh, but, but last night I did get to the Des Moines airport two hours early and every single restaurant was closed and I hadn't had dinner yet. So I ended up having a cold ham sandwich and Cheetos and a Coke. <laughs> out of a my, machine? Uh, no, they had like the, you know, like the newsstand. Oh yeah. Yeah. The grab so, and go. Yeah, so basically out of a vending machine. Yeah. And then I also had Gardettos and uh and like a little cheese and nut thing, you know, a little plate. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a five-star meal, I wouldn't say. So Lydia did did Lydia and Lucy travel from Chicago and met you in Washington and you flew from Des Moines? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yep. <sighs> well, I you know what I always I wanted to know this, and I don't know if I if I asked you, but when you were a starting pitcher and you had to fly ahead of the team, how often would that happen? So that's kind of a, a by choice thing. Um, it's so the way it would work is if you were playing a night game and the next day was a day game and it was somewhere else, then you would fly early so that you could get in at a decent time. Cause Cause sometimes you get scheduled night game, travel day game and that night game to day game, you don't get into the place you're going until usually past midnight. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be at the field again the next morning at, you know, like nine 30 or 10. So they try to make it so that the starting pitcher who's 
this is their one day that they need to be 100% really is going to be 100%. So yeah, they would fly you um, ahead. But you know, what's funny, I never actually did it. Um, I never, my schedule never happened that way. So I, I never, I never flew early. Other guys fly you. Maybe you don't know this. Do they fly you first class when that happens? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the MLBPA. Like I think they have to. Oh, I think so. So Um, Unless it's not available, obviously. So if you had had to fly, let's say meet the team in LA, you wouldn't have flown obviously direct from Des Moines. That ain't happening, but you would have flown to Chicago and then they would have flown you first class to LA. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. It is nice. I, you know, it's funny. I, I still have never been on a, on like one of those really long first class flights, you know, where you get like, you see people have like their own booth and like a bed and stuff. Oh. I've never, I've never been, I've never gotten to do that. I flew to New Zealand a few years ago and I was back in economy and just walking past. I looked at first class flights just because I wanted to, you know, I wonder how much it is. It's $12,000 for a first huh? class ticket. Yeah. $12,000 for a first class ticket to New Zealand. So I uh, obviously did not do that. And, um, but when I was walking back, dude, and I see like a family of five and these three kids each have their own first, like first class, like booth. And I'm just like, man, you got to have so much money to just be able to spend. You're spending almost a hundred grand just on the flight. Like yep. that is insane to me, but hey. baller territory. That is yeah. baller territory. That's hey. not, that's not, Hey, making a lot of money for, for, you know, maybe till I'm 40. That's I've been making a lot of money since I was 35 and now I'm 55 still making that much money you know that's that's different it's a different have level. you ever flown pri- you ever flown private no not real private no I've only Once done you do uh, that yeah you will never want to go through an airport ever again well of course but I mean I honestly I don't mind airports I was walking through the airport yesterday and just you know it's kind of nice people around and most of the time, most people are pretty upbeat because what can you do? You know, we're all stuck in the airport together. You know, I love seeing people order a cheeseburger and a beer at like 645 in the morning because they've been flying, you know, all day and their schedule is totally messed up. I think that's hilarious. But there's no judgment in airports, you know, you just do what you got to do. The only the only people I judge are the people who like going through the security line or like, Oh my gosh, my flight is, you know, stops boarding in five minutes. I need to go. Can I please cut? And I'm always like, yeah, I mean, I don't really care, but the reason I don't care is because I'm a responsible individual who got here on time. I have one good friend. His name's Kevin Frazier. He's a host of entertainment tonight. Yep. Don't know if you're familiar with it, but Kevin's like my mentor in the business. He has always pushed the envelope and it drives me up a fucking wall about how close he can get to the doors shutting. Why why would you do that? Because that's what he did. That's how he deals with life. Like he dropped, he is, he's got such a good heart and he really is a great guy. But his joke is, man, my time mechanism is just off. I can't deal. So, well, hey, you know, as long as you get to the flight on time, I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess so. And when you're Kevin Frazier, they're going to hold the flight for you. Yeah, that's what happens. If it's Rose, door gets slammed in your face. But I am yeah. such an oh, I'm the worst with travel. I am, you know, Millar still reaches out to me because I'm like a I'm like a uh, travel agent. 
Right. You know, he, he texts me. He's like, yeah, my flight is at this time. I need you to see where my plane is and stuff. You know, I'd check all the amenities for him. When we worked on Intentional Talk, I'd always sit there on a Friday when we were flying back from New Jersey. He would go back to Austin. I'd go to L.A. I'd tell him, well, your flight is coming in right now from Charlotte. Uh, it's scheduled to be in on time. Oh, and you do have direct TV on the flight. He's like, yes. And he, he still reaches out. We haven't worked together for a year and a half. He still asks me. See, that is absurd to me because I I don't check anything. I, I love the I love the surprise. I don't even know what type of aircraft it is. I don't really? know if it's a big one or a small one before I get on it. I don't know if there's direct TV. I always come prepared. I download some stuff on my iPad. I'm always ready to go. But my mom always wants me to send my flight info to her so she can check everything just so that she knows, you know, because mm-hmm. she's a mom and that's what moms do. That's what we that's what parents do. I, yeah. I do it all the time with my kids if they fly or Michelle when she's gone. Yep, that's that's what we do. It's so funny. You know what you do? What do I do? You go to the Jonas Brothers concert. Oh, I would I would go to another Jonas Brothers concert in a heartbeat. Where was this? It was in Arizona. It was in Scottsdale. When was it? In Phoenix. It was two years ago. What didn't Lydia just post it? Yeah, because it was Shaney's birthday. Oh. And that's Kevin Newman's wife. And we're good friends with them. And we all went together. We got to like go, you know, backstage and meet the Jonas Brothers and everything. Because they actually, all the girls went and saw the Jonas Brothers in Pittsburgh when we were there. But it was during one of our games, like all the wives and girlfriends all went to the Jonas Brothers concert. Um, and Jameson Tyon, because he was hurt and wasn't allowed to join the team. So he went with them. He was their, their chaperone, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so they got to meet him then. And then so when we were in Arizona, we got to kind of, you know, play that card again. And it always helped to have Cole Tucker around because he seems to know everybody. And, you know, he like plays basketball with the Jonas Brothers and stuff like he's just he's just that guy. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool. And it was so much fun. Dude, there's something different about concerts where this is going to sound funny, but where people actually play the instruments during the show. You know, like Jonas Brothers, they're like a pop group so you just assume they're gonna it's gonna be like a show you know kind of like a a beyonce show or like a you know justin bieber show where it's mostly there's a lot of live musicians but mostly it's more focused on the show itself and not the musicians you know Mm -hmm. the jonas brothers it was the three of them and it was like a you know three other guys and they're on this massive stage but there weren't the stage wasn't like full of musicians it was just it was their band and they were going nuts the whole time they were jumping around everything and they were really really good live so yeah i mean this is how could you not look at that that's shaney she's the best um, uh yeah you could be the fourth jonas brother yeah you know i've heard that but you know what's funny about that is uh they are very short I, I stand like, I'm not even that tall, you know, I'm a little, I'm like six, one. And I mean, I towered over them. They're probably five, six. Really? Yeah. Like really, really short. It was, it was funny. Cause I have, I have heard that before, especially when my hair is a little bit longer and it's curly. Um, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> there. We would not, it would be like, wow, that doesn't really fit. These three guys are not very tall. And that guy's, uh, taller i wouldn't say i'm not super tall i have a lot of 
much taller friends, <laughs> but it's all right. We, what? uh, we actually, okay. Here's, here's a, here's a good story for you. So the last few weeks have been a little bit stressful, especially like around the last 72 hours or a little more than that now. But like when I was going to, when I figured out I was going to, you know, did the math, figured out I was going to miss the field of dreams game. We, Lydia looked up, you know, she was looking up stuff and and we, we wanted to go see Jesse James Decker. She's country singer married mm -hmm. to um, whatever that guy's name is the ex football player. Um, but we went to, we were going to go to her concert in Arizona in the off season. It got canceled because she got COVID huge bummer. So, but then when, once I figured out I was going to miss the field of dreams game, we're sitting at home and Lydia found out that Jesse James Decker was performing at the field of dreams game, of course. So we didn't get to go to see that. So she was upset. And then, and then there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with the apartment we were moving into in Chicago. So I kind of was not on my best men mental. I forgot my equipment bag for my rehab assignment. So I pitched two rehab games with none of my own stuff. I was wearing other people's undershirts and socks and shoes and cleats and glove, everything. <laughs> does, does that weird you out as a profession? I, I mean, like, hey, I forgot a shirt. Can I borrow a shirt? For a regular human being, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. To a baseball player, you must have gone manic. Yeah, I mean, just it, the undershirt, not a big deal. The, like, the clothes, not a big deal. It's the glove and the cleats that are just, it's a very, cause you know, you wear cleats for a little while to mold them to your feet, that kind of thing, you know? And so I'm wearing somebody else's cleats. I was wearing, yeah. And the glove, you know, my glove said Wyatt short on it. Cause he's one of the pitchers in AAA and he's left-handed. <laughs> so I needed a glove, you know? So I used that and it's just so funny. It kind of, I, I totally forgot. I didn't even remember until I was going to the field in Des Moines on the way to the field. I was like, I don't have anything. I completely forgot my entire equipment bag. I'm the stupidest person. I am. Gotta be honest. The sticking your hand in somebody else's glove. That's the part I think that would weird me out a little. Yeah. You know, it's becoming, it's becoming less of a thing now. I think superstitions kind of going away you know, to an extent. And so there's less of that. I remember when I was in high school, there was a guy on our team and, uh, you know, a, a younger guy, we were seniors and he had like a sophomore or something like wanted to check out his glove and he just picked it up and he put it on and he didn't ask the, the senior if he could put the glove on his hand. And the guy got so mad. We had to like pull him apart. They, he almost, they almost got into a fight. And I know some people really care about that, but I don't, it wouldn't matter to me, but like, I understand it. I wouldn't, I would never put my hand in somebody else's glove unless I asked first. You know what I mean? Well, you're not allowed to touch anybody's gamer. I know that. Right. So that's, that's the main thing I had to ask Wyatt, like, which one's your game glove? And he's like, dude, you know, just grab whichever one you want. I was like, Wyatt, I'm not going to do that. Tell me which one that you don't really use because he had like four. So I was like, I'll take any of these. It doesn't matter. I just need you to tell me which one you actually want to use during the game so that I don't use it. It worked out. We figured it out. Can I, I, I do want to talk a little bit of baseball with you. I love baseball. Very quickly. The, when you heard about the Tati suspension, what was your first thought? Uh, exasperation, I think would be the word. 
I we talked about this from the get go. It's very surprising move to make to sign a guy who hadn't even had a full year in the major leagues to a $335 million contract. And then he's made multiple, like if you get hurt doing baseball stuff, that's one thing, but you get hurt riding a motorcycle, just a bad decision, just not thinking. And then to have this happen, it's just like, dude, like talking about just, just not really seeing, I'm not really seeing the the kind of uh, maturity you'd expect from somebody who signed a deal like that, you know, and it's, it's too bad. It's honestly, it's really sad. And dude, the, like the AJ Preller's, you know, quotes about it was very, you know, straightforward to the point, like they're not sugarcoating anything. They're not happy with it. And why would you be, you know, I want you to listen to what one of his teammates, Mike Clevenger had to say, this is uh this is Clevenger the day that the, the all the Padres found out. Very disappointed. It's uh, you know the second time we've been disappointed with him, and it was just you know you hope he grows up and you know learns from this and learns that it's not just you know it's about more than just him right now. Yeah, that's very eloquently put. It's it's not. I mean, you can't you can't just make decisions fully based on yourself. The problem here's you know, this is something that my friend and I were talking about yesterday. Um, the problem is what is the what is the penalty here? There's not enough. The guy's going to miss 80 games and then he's still going to be on a $300 million contract. Well, what, like, well, what would the, you do? I mean, the Padres can't say, all right, fuck it. We're rescinding the contract because guess what? Somebody else is going to be in line to sign Fernando Tatis Jr. He's an amazing player. I mean, I love it. Okay, fine. You can talk. We can talk about his defense. His defense is shoddy. He might even move off of shortstop and become a center fielder where he could end up being great. The point is, is he's an electrifying player. He's really one of the, right? Yeah. Talk about just a guy. He's, he's a vortex, you know, he draws everybody in around him. Absolutely. So what would you do? You can't penalize the guy. This is, this is what I'm saying is like, this is the, the, the back and forth of this whole problem is, I agree in that if if you were to just say like the contract is voided, that's not going to help because like you said, somebody else is going to pick him up or and then a team's just going to get a great player at this hugely discounted price. Right. So that's not going to work. So it has to be something personally to him. And and I don't I don't know what it would be unless it's because then because if you take away some money like for the next year and you don't make the team still pay it right then they're getting this now now you're just getting the superstar for super cheap so if you're the team absolutely you would why would you not why would you not want your stars to do that and get to pay them cheap you know so i don't know i really don't know it's just it's not right it's not right it's it's not okay for somebody to sign a contract like that and then and then and cheat. This is cheating we're talking about. This is real cheating. And I saw what he said about what happened. And I just don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't believe it because I think that you, I don't know how you get an actual, that's an anabolic steroid, right? That he tested positive for. Yeah. To treat ringworm. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. I don't, I, I don't think you get anabolic steroids for treating ringworm. Pretty sure you don't. In fact, I think ringworm is just like basically laxatives, isn't it? Isn't it like you have to like 
get it out. I'm pretty sure. It's a skin condition. Oh, it's a skin thing. I'm thinking of uh, what's the like the worm heartworm your for your dog. Like that's something Lucy would get. Nice, nice. Yeah, let's. Yeah, these are different things. We're not equating Lucy to Tatis. I, I guess the big picture, and we're not going to solve it here today. Mm -mm. If you were a member of the Padres organization moving forward, and he was going to be your teammate for a while, like, how do we get back to trusting him? Is it one-on-one -on -one conversations? Is it him addressing the group? What is it? It's, I mean, no, it, it's like uh, it's uh, building trust again with anybody in any relationship in your life is more about time than anything else. It's more about consistency. You know, after, after you lose trust, the only way to build that trust up again is over time showing over and over again that you are trustworthy. You know, it's not one thing that you can do because he, he can go in front of the team and have the most heartfelt thing ever. And people can, you know, that's great, but it still doesn't show me, you know, the only way to show is, you know, for him, it's, it's going to be, I mean, play a full season, maybe a full season and a half and, you know, focus on the team, focus on, you know, winning and all that stuff, be there for your teammates and your guys. And yeah, I mean, they're going to, they're not going to be outwardly hostile towards the guy, you know, it's going to be, but it's going to be a, a process just like anything else in life. You got to do it over time. I wonder openly if he's headed down the A-Rod path. And I don't think that's a great one you want to have. No, well, I mean, A-Rod's still speaking on TV all the time. So well, know, I know it's working. Right. I mean, and the guy owns the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not saying, listen, he's yeah. extremely successful. Even on his K-Rod broadcast on Sunday night, he was talking about how much he regrets it in terms of, you know, how it changed. He has to explain to his daughters, all this sort of stuff. It's kept him. It's going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. He's come to grips with all that sort of stuff. But still, whenever I hear him talk, I'm like, is he really, is it really like hurt his heart? Or is right. It well, I mean, part of that is is when he was when he was going through it, he was full denial. Right. I mean, he never admitted he to it. sued the league. Yeah. Until recently. And now it's like, <laughs> but I mean, that is something that comes with age. Right. You look back on your life and realize, like, I've been holding on to this. I need to get it off my chest kind of thing, you know. But Tatis is, is doing the same thing. He's completely denying any knowledge of doing it. And if you are really going to say, like, I don't know, I haven't done the research on on ringworm medications, but um I don't know. That just doesn't seem <laughs> it doesn't seem it, like a solution. It doesn't quite fit. According to all the reports, there hasn't been one dermatologist who's come out and said, yes, that's the one. Right. Yeah. Plaza stall or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Take that. It could it's, solve it's it. Too, it's too bad. In my opinion, it's I would, you know, it's it's the classic. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm like a parent. I'm I'm disappointed. It's just it's you hate to see it. There's well, a lot of guys working their ass off all the time, the right way to do it, you know? And then this guy comes up and signs a $300 million contract. And then we find out he's cheating. And it's like, that sucks. Well, it also, it makes the rest of the sport look like shit. I got to be honest with you. Right. I work in both sports, major league baseball and NFL. And so I was actually doing an NFL game preseason game between the Browns and the Jaguars when the news broke 
And all anybody could say, because some of the guys who work in the NFL world are not big baseball fans, but they know who Tatis Jr. is. They're like, oh, there goes another baseball superstar cheating. And all I can say is, yeah. Yeah, seriously. And it's, yeah, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly for the game. And it's, man, it's, it's hard to, it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer because we have in baseball, you have like, we have Juan Soto and we have Mike Trout, right? But those guys aren't the same as Tatis. They don't electrify things. You know, Bryce Harper, he does, but he's not playing right now. He's out. That sucks. So you're, you know, we're, everybody's all excited about Tatis coming back. You know, everybody's showing video of him playing in double A and triple A and rehabbing and everything. And the weird thing is like, how I don't know how long ago he found out that he had a positive test because he said he was appealing at first and then decided not to. Yeah. Well, the appeal process can take like months. So like he, he could have already known for a while, but I don't think so because I don't think the, uh, the organization knew. Or at least yeah. It they seem like they pretty, didn't. they seem pretty bamboozled on this one. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just, it's tough, and and the unfortunate truth is that three years from now, people aren't even going to remember that he tested positive. You That's know? not true. I disagree with you. Okay. Well, check back three years from Put a reminder on your phone. Seriously. <laughs> I, di- I disagree with you. I think that that's still – when you look at A-Rod, what's the first thing you think of? That's A-Rod. This is – A-Rod was like the steroids guy. Like the what was the – what was the company – the, or the Balco. Yeah. Like everybody knows about it. Cause they had the whole release of names and right. it was like a huge thing and everything. But like when, when Tatis comes back, his first game back with San Diego, absolute standing ovation roaring. I, everybody's going to be absolutely ecstatic. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I still think that when you look at him, you are always going to think cheater. He's going to have a scarlet letter on him from now on. You don't think so? I think in some in some circles he will be like real true baseball fans, yeah. But most people know. Hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know. Let's who's a who's a guy that tested positive that we don't talk about? Logan Webb. I mean, these things happen. Like people get caught. And but then Logan they, Webb wasn't a star when that happened. Emmanuel Classe wasn't a star. Like Rafael Palmero. I understand, Palmero. I understand what you're saying, but I'm what I'm saying is these things still get forgotten, which is, in my opinion, is not okay. I think it, I think it gets forgotten based on. Oh, that's a good one. Dan said Nelson Cruz. Yeah, yeah, that's a real good one. It's not the first thing you think of with Nelson Cruz. Yeah, it's true, it's, and like it's just like it. it it just these things kind of, you know, they they get swept under the rug, which human condition, everybody makes mistakes. If you earn up, if you own up to it and move forward, eventually yeah. it makes sense. But if you just deny it, I don't think you should ever go away, in my opinion. Well, I have to be honest with you. You know what a mistake is? Leaving the milk out overnight. Yeah. This is a little intentionally bit. cheating is yeah pretty much the worst. Yeah. And I mean personally, as a as a huge baseball fan and like growing up loving the game and everything, it yeah it hurts it hurts. Like dude, I was 
I was just as excited as everybody else about Tatis coming back, except, you know, if I had to pitch against him, that's that part's scary a little bit, but like, you know, as far as him coming back and it, what it does for the game, you know, like we've, there was a, a day uh, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago where the average attendance around the league was like 31,000 fans for a given day as the, the highest it's ever been. And so the game is growing. The game is doing great. It's fantastic. People are really watching baseball again. And Tatis is, was a big part of that. And now he's, you know, he's going to be out. The Padres, you know, to their credit, have already, they've done everything they can to keep yep. that team, yep. you know, doing well without him. But now they're going to miss him for, was it 40 games next year too? Something like Basically, that? Basically, yeah. 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 By the way, you got a little ornery at me when I said, that's not true. You, you should have seen the look in your eye. You, you almost... You almost wanted to fight me over Zoom. I over over the uh, the fact that people forget. Yeah, but you people really. Forget. You know why I know people forget because in our group chat we we mentioned that sometimes where it's like, you know, yeah, people forget this guy got caught in PEDs, you know, and you're like, oh, that's right. Like I forget, mm-hmm. you know, we we forget. But I, I she, understand. But when I so- the thing is when I said it, you really were like, I was like, oh, Steve. I don't like cheaters, man. I don't. I oh, I'm all in favor of cheaters. Before we let you go, let's spend <laughs> moderately interesting things. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Giving mood. What was the last gift? Good gift you bought somebody? The last good gift I bought somebody. Uh, gift giving is not one of my love languages, so I don't do it very often. So let's spin a different thing. You have yeah. a choice. Yeah, Mini yeah, me let's... or Stranger Things, which you got the first time with the armpit smelling. And you did. Ex- My wife, Michelle, loved your answer. So is it a different question this time? Yes, it is. But if you don't want to do it, that's OK. What's Mini Me? I don't know what that is. Mini Me is what is uh, your one snack you will go to in the mini fridge? Oh, when you a, are on the road in a hotel, um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have never taken a single thing from a mini bar. Not once. That's impossible. Never done it. You're the only human. There's something about looking in the mini fridge or like the little snacks next to it and seeing like a Snickers bar for six dollars. That just I'm not going to do it. I, I've, I've never done it. I've never done the, like, I guess the only thing I've done is I've, you know, if there's like a big Fiji water, I have had that before. Yeah. For Um, like $80. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tell you what, one of the worst, I was in Vegas and, you know, we were at a club, it was off season, we had a chain smokers concert, dancing, you know? And so I want to go get waters. There's four of us. So I, I go up to the bar and I'm, I go, I want to get four waters and I'll get it like a, a shot of, Jack Daniels or something, just so that I was buying something, you know, because right. I had never been to Vegas before. I didn't know how it worked. They, the woman brings over four little Fiji, like the little Fiji bottles, and I yeah. shot Jack Daniels and I get a check and it was $118. And I was like, uh. and this is when I was in the minor leagues. I had no money. You know, it was the only reason we were there was because of a you know, buddy that had a table or something. So I was just, and it just, and that's when I realized, like, oh, 
So this is how it works. They they charge you twenty dollars, twenty four dollars for a mini Fiji water. And like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's not sticker shock is a real thing in Vegas. Real thing, yeah, yeah. big time. That's an amazing. By the way, I'm shocked. I, I can't believe you. you are the first person I've met that has never done anything. For yeah, me, it's peanut M and M's. If they're usually in the uh, the 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 clear cube or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just rip that thing open. I go to town. I'm like some cartoon character. I'm like Homer Simpson. I just, ah. See, that's so funny. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I'm not against, you know, incidentals. You know, I, I do room service sometimes for breakfast. And, you know, like maybe get a, like a, if they have like a brownie with ice cream, you know, for yeah. dessert after the game sometimes. That's always nice. But no, I've never, uh, I've never just eaten the snacks. Well, listen, man, it's good catching up with you. Um, tell Lydia hello. Mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing the world to Lucy. She is adorable. She is. And um, I'll catch up with you in September. Definitely wanna yeah. definitely wanna see you again soon. Dude, I'm I'm I will say uh, now, you know, it's been a it's been a long season for me. I'm excited to just like, you know, start playing again and just play out the rest of the season and and then go to the off season. But um but it's getting to that time, man. Playoff baseball, you know, atmosphere stuff is is going on, and it's it's exciting to watch. You know, oh, yeah. like you're going to be our John Boy media correspondent, I think, during the playoffs. I would love to be. I, you know, you know me. I'm going to be glued in for most innings of most games. So, yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, special shout out to our producer for the day, the one and only Dan Rourke, filling in for Robbie Scirocco. That is Stephen Brault. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.